out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash jhm. It's called Love Without Walls, right? It's this concept that we are, we are to go out as Jesus went out into the world and love the world, show compassion to the world, be a servant to the world as Jesus did. But the reality is that we have these things in our life, right? These, these concepts possibly like fear, time, popularity, stuff that might get in the way of us going into the world and serving it as Jesus intends for us to do, right? So, so this whole, this whole uh, series is designed for us to figure out how we can maybe break down those walls in our life. And, and the reality is that these things, to go into the world and be a servant to hum- humanity as Jesus did, it's a difficult thing. It's not an easy task to break down these walls. It's not an easy thing. And I want you guys to think back. Week one, when, when I talked about, you know what? Jesus came down into this world. He stepped down from, from heaven or, or whatever, wherever, he, wherever his place is, his throne. He stepped down. God stepped down to the person of Jesus Christ. He put on skin, right? So it's this picture that Jesus came down, and, and he, came, he didn't come down as anything powerful. He didn't come down as a king, right? But he came down as a servant to humanity. And then, and then we talked about how possibly we can partner with Jesus, how we can step down with him and be a servant as Jesus modeled for us. And then remember Justin talked about last week, how we were to be armed with compassion, how we are to to not arm ourselves with anger or, or hate or not arm ourselves with this, this idea of, hey, everybody, check me out as I go into the world and serve, but rather armed with compassion as Jesus was armed with compassion. And today we're going to be talking about something pretty dangerous. It's called, I mean, it's this concept of going into the world and changing the world, right? I mean, we have this picture that whenever we talk about changing the world, that the only people who can do that are, the, what, the president, right? And probably Superman. Like, those are probably the only two people who can change. Like, if I, had the, if I had the ability to fly, then possibly I could change the world, right? I mean, I mean, if for some reason, if I had an Iron Man suit on, then I could change the world. Because the world is so huge, right? There's, like, billions of people in this world. And we only, we're kind of confined to our Southern California here. But, but there's people on the other side of the world in China. And, and how can I change the world? How can I do that? It's such a large task. And I, to be honest... I don't think you guys are ready for, for this message, actually. I mean, I don't think it's, it's a tough, I mean, you guys what, you, you're like tw- 11, 12, 13, you just got done drinking out of your sippy cups, right? I mean, you guys are watching Yo Gabba Gabba still, right? I mean, you guys are what, well, I mean, you, you, you just learned how to walk, right? I mean, you guys aren't ready for this message. Do you think you're ready for this message? I mean, it's, it's meant for people who are ready to hear, not people who are ready, who are drinking out of their sippy cups, right? And they tell you, I think you guys are ready for this message. Whether you guys say you are or not, which I think you are, and I think you guys are saying, I'm ready for this message, all right? Because this, this is a pretty dangerous, a pretty tough message to grasp. So let's pray and let's delve into this thing. God, thanks for this time. Thanks uh, for this series that you designed for us. God, I pray that as this is the final week, that is, is the week when students say, man, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in and I'm going to change the world. I pray that these students understand this. And I pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so let's jump into this thing. Matthew 9. If you guys have a Bible, then definitely open it up to Matthew 9. If you don't have a Bible, side note, we have free ones that you can get. Talk to a, a, a staff person. They'll get you a free Bible. Okay, it'd be pretty awesome if you could bring it. We'd learn how to you navigate our way through the Bible. So we're going to be in Matthew 9. 
verses 35 through 38. This is what it says. Check it out on the screen. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Right, that, that word that Justin talked about, compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the field. Send the, send the workers into the harvest field. So Jesus is teaching, right? Not a big deal, right? Jesus teaches all the time. It's a pretty normal thing that we read through the Bible, right? Jesus teaching. Jesus, te- Jesus always teaches, right? So it's, here's another teaching of his. He's going into synagogues and teaching, and he goes in to, to the people and says, there's people out there who are like sheep without a shepherd. Now let me ask you, do you guys think he's actually talking about sheep, real sheep? I, I truly, I don't think he's talking about real sheep. Because he's saying there's people out there who are like sheep without a shepherd. Now, the, the closest, like, I don't know, farm or, or place where sheep are in southern, I can't, I don't even know where one is in southern California. Like a place where sheep are, where they can, like, you know, take the wool for sheep. I've never seen one in southern California. But, so I'm going to paint this picture for you, what sheep without a shepherd look like. Watch this video. All right, coming up to the cliff. Hey. Maybe this one will get it. <laughs> Wait, there's more. There's more. Don't worry about it. Oh, that was the eighth grade boys. And here we go. No, okay, maybe. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. I think we get the picture of what sheep without a shepherd look like, right? It's this picture that, that a sheep will just walk aimlessly. They will have no direction. Because a normal animal, a normal human being would walk up to the cliff, right? They'd look over the cliff and say, no thanks, that's not for me, right? And turn around and maybe choose a different path. Where a sheep would just ah, fall off the cliff without a shepherd. Now what a shepherd does is a shepherd keeps the sheep from doing stuff like that right? From, from walking aimlessly. That's what a shepherd does. And the reality is we have a shepherd, right? The disciples in the story had a shepherd. Our shepherd is Jesus, who leads us in a direction, who won't lead us astray. But Jesus says there's people out there who are like sheep without a shepherd. There are people out there who have no idea what compassion is. There's people out there who have no idea what love is, right? This is this picture that Jesus is painting here. And then he goes on to talk about this harvest, right? How, how there's this harvest and, and you know, the, the workers are few, that sort of thing. Do you guys actually think he's talking about, like, actual crop growing? No. Just like the sheep thing. He's saying there's so, the harvest is great by, by saying that there's a, lot of, there's a lot of sheep out there. There's a lot of people out there who are waiting for compassion, waiting for somebody to come to them and give them direction. Now, like I said, there's not a farm around here that I've seen for quite a while. But in, in this ancient world, whenever there was crop growing, whenever there was a harvest, and they would have to make sure that they would get all the workers out to the field to pick the crop before the crop died. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to eat, right? So here's the crop. It's grown. Harvest day comes. Everybody, let's get all the workers out to the field to pick the crop before the crop dies. That was this picture that he was painting. So he says the harvest is great, but what's, what's the problem? What's the problem? 
there aren't enough workers. Yes, perfect. There's not enough workers. Jesus says the harvest is great, but there's not enough workers. So, next slide. You guys read the bold part, okay? In order to change the world, we must recognize that there is work to be done. One more time. In order to change the world, we must recognize that there is work to be done. Now, Jesus says in this, there's work to be done out there. The harvest is great. And now check this out. He continues, Matthew 10. This is what it says. He called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. To these 12, Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of, Samar of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost, here's that word, sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. So Jesus brought his, his disciples together. He, talk, he, just, he just gave this teaching about how the harvest is great, how there's sheep out there who need to be reached. And then he brings his disciples together and says, you guys will be the people to reach these lost sheep. You guys will be the workers that I'm talking about. In my last teaching, when I was talking about these, these workers, how the harvest is great, how we need to go into the field and reap the harvest, he said, you guys are the workers. I'm sending you. And then he says this, this pretty crazy line. He says, freely you have received, freely give. What do you guys think that means? Freely you've received, now freely give. Okay, well, maybe they didn't earn freedom. They, it, they were just given to them for free, right? Okay, what else? What do you guys think it means? Freely you have received, now freely you have been given. In the back. Um, well, like, when they get, when they get, uh, you know, like, um, they give it to you. So, so they receive something for free, maybe give it away for free. Anybody else? Go ahead. Yeah, so, so they've heard about God. They've received this message for free, right? It's this picture that God has shown you compassion. Jesus says to his disciples, you guys have received this free gift not of eternal life, this free gift of compassion, this free gift of love, right? You receive that for free. Now he says, now go into the world and give that same gift for free. So let's check out this next, this next slide. You guys say, the bold underlying part. In order to change the world, Jesus sends his disciples. In order to change the world, Jesus sends his disciples. Jesus sends his disciples. He says there's work to be done. So you guys are those workers. But, but the story continues. It's not over yet, right? So 2 Corinthians, check this out. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. This is what it says. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has commanded to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore God's ambassadors, as though, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be, be reconciled to God. So Jesus, so Paul here, in the, sorry, so Paul in this, in this letter continues this story, and he's sending people out. And he says, you have been reconciled. Now, reconciliation, it's this weird term. It's kind of hard to, to really wrap our minds around, right? 
We don't hear it really many places except for maybe here. So reconciliation, I want you to imagine with me two things who have been together at one point, but were separated. So two things that should be together but are separated, but then are brought back together. That's the picture of reconciliation. Two things that are separated, that are brought back together once and for all. That is what reconciliation is. He says, you have been reconciled. Now go and show this reconciliation. Right? And then he says this, this term, you guys are God's ambassadors. You guys are God's chosen representatives to be Jesus to the world. Right? So to go out, to represent Jesus to the world as Jesus did. He says there's work to be done. In order to take care of this work, I'm sending my disciples. But not just to go and just talk to people and, and do whatever they want but to be Jesus in the world. In order to change the world, we've got to realize that we've got to do something as Jesus did something. As Jesus went into the world and did something about the people who were in it. I want to tell you guys this story. When I was um, in high school, which you guys will be in high school one day, and it might look something like this. When I was in high school in Wyoming, the football players were not as big as the rest of the football players around the country, right? So they're small, I mean, like, kind of like me. They weren't very big, and they're kind of short, and they're all, they all had this attitude, right? So these football players in my high school, they all had this, this idea that they were the coolest people, right? Some of them had this picture that they were the coolest people on campus. So suddenly, this hockey rink opens up in town, and they were bringing in these high schoolers who were going on to be professional hockey players. And so they brought this guy in from the East Coast, and he was massive. I mean, I'm pretty sure he grew a mustache and beard by the time he was in seventh grade. That's how big he was. He was like six-pack abs, these giant shoulders. He was just walking around, and his head was higher than everybody else's. And naturally, the football, player, the football players were not happy about this. They were like, oh, great, now this big guy's in town. And they said, oh, I'm, I still think I'm cooler than him. I still think I can beat him up. So naturally, this, this like, ongoing fight started. And then they said, you know what, let's duke this out once and for all. This little football player said, hey, let, let's fight to this giant, this giant man. He said, let's, I'm going to go fight. Let's go up to this mountain. Let's duke it out. I'll show you what I'm worth. This was the first fight I've like, ever been to. It was like, oh, man, this is, this is crazy. I'm not sure what to think. You know, we know that the big guy is going to wipe out the little guy. This is not looking good. All they were doing was fighting over who was cooler, who was better, right? And so they go up to this mountain, and I, I'm driving up there with my friends. Man, I'm just getting this feeling inside. Like, this is not good, like, just, man, this guy's going to be, have broken nose, he's going to be on the ground, it's not going to be cool, every, you know, this is just going to start more fights, right, and so we go up there, and they, they get, they get ready, they're getting their stance, they're getting ready to box, and what do you think I do? I jumped in the middle of them, right, and I knocked them both down, and they both fell on the ground, I said, Jesus, you know, you guys should listen to Jesus, this is, he's way better than all this, you know, that's not at all what happened, there's no way I was going to do that, right? All I did was sit back, and I watched this guy just get pummeled to the ground. Broken nose, bloody nose, shirts was just, just broken. Not only from this fight, more fights started breaking out, right? So, so here's this idea that Jesus says, you need to step into the world and do something about it. I, in this story, did nothing. I was what we call a bystander. I stood there, and I watched, and I said, man, I wish I would have done something. I wish I would, I would have stepped in. I wish somebody before this fight would have stepped in and said, don't do it, man. It's not as good as you think it is. But I didn't do that. Jesus tells us, in order to change the world, 
We are supposed to step into it and do something. I want to tell you guys a story about this girl. Her name was Amanda Todd. I don't know if you guys have heard about her before. But this girl put out this video on YouTube. And she kind of talked about, she kind of told her story through a series of like these flashcards. And she said, I'm getting bullied. I, I, did, I, I got on a chat site that I shouldn't have when I was young. And um, I did some stuff that I shouldn't have. And this guy who I was talking to on the other side started taking pictures of me. And then he started sending my picture around to everybody in the world. And then he got a hold of my address. He got a hold of my friends. He, he suddenly knew where I lived. He suddenly knew my Facebook page, my Twitter account. And then the whole world started coming against this girl. Everybody said, you should have never done that. And she put this video on YouTube crying out for help, saying, please, somebody. I'm looking for somebody who will just show me love, somebody who will be on my side. This girl changed schools five different times because every school she went to, everybody in the school was saying, what were you doing? And started bullying her and just being a jerk and just saying the meanest things to her that you could imagine. People were leaving comments on this YouTube page just saying how stupid she was. This girl tried to kill herself many times. She started cutting herself and doing things to herself that, man, they were just so sad to see. Last week, she completed what she wanted to be done, and she died. Nobody stepped in to help. I found this comment at the bottom of, um, of, the, of the video. It said this, I wish I could have met her and helped her. She and I are pretty much the same. I've, got, I, I've been getting bullied since I was five years old, and still am. I get bullied at school, Facebook, and Twitter. So after this happened, somebody left a comment that said, man, I wish I would have just stepped in. I wish I would have stepped in. By, that's a, that girl is a bystander. Somebody who says, I wish. But people who change the world say, I will. People who change the world are people that say, man, I wish I could go and help somebody. I wish I could go and hop on the bus. I wish I could go and help the homeless people. Those are bystanders. I, in my story, was a bystander. People who change the world say, I will step in. It's not that gossiping is ba is, isn't bad enough. It's not that we go into our schools and say, Yo, I'm not going to gossip. But Jesus says, you need to do something about those who gossip and step in and say, stop gossiping. It's not that you're going to see a fight break out at school, right? It's But you're going to step into those people who are fighting and say, stop fighting. Because I feel like we have this picture that, if, that you know, Jesus says not to do certain things. So we go and then we, we say, I'm not going to gossip. That's what God wants, right? I'm not going to gossip. So suddenly I'm, I'm doing the right thing, right? And Jesus says there's more to that, as Paul says. But to step in. And stop those who are gossiping. To step in and stop those who are fighting. To step in and actually serve people. It's not just this idea that will change the world. But it's this action. And I want you guys to think, if I would have stepped in between that fight, do you guys think that would have been easy for me? 
people would have looked at me, and stuff may not have gone that well, right? I think people might have looked at me and just started laughing and said, what, what's this kid doing? He's not doing the right thing. I mean, we all want to see this fight. It's fun, right? People would have looked at me and said, what is he doing? It's not easy when we do these things to step into the world and do something about it. So let's check out this last slide. In order to change the world, we must... In order to change the world, we must... I can't hear you. In order to change the world, we must... In order to change the world, we must... So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? I want you guys to think just for one second. Okay, we're going to go into this response time. And our service looks a little different because we're going to spend just a little more time in our response. I want you to think about your schools and your friends and your neighborhoods. Where can you step in? Where can you step up as Jesus wanted you to? And then what will happen is you guys are going to go into your breakout groups, okay? You're going to have your sixth, the sixth grade girls are going to go right over, I think, right outside. This, you know, the eighth grade boys up here, seventh grade, and then sixth grade. Not right now, not right now. And you're going to receive these big pieces of paper, and you can write very large on them. And you're going to write how you can change the world on this piece of paper. This one says, I will change the world by getting on the bus. This one says, by loving others. And this one says, I will change the world by helping the homeless people. These are practical things that we can take part in as junior hires. Because the reality is the world is a big place. But if everybody in here did one thing, if everybody in Mariner's Church did one thing, the world will change. So I'm going to pray for you guys, and then we're going to go to our groups, okay? God, thank you for this. God, you told your story through the Bible that, God, you stepped into this world. God, you didn't just step into this world so that we can sit back and not participate in what you want, but you stepped in so that we can have the perfect example of how to step in. God, and in order to change the world, you call us to do something, and I pray, God, that in this time of reflection, you can be speaking to us about how we can do something in the world. Amen. Okay. Go to your groups.